joining me today are Joseph. You can follow him on Twitter at I Hate Your Club, and Martin. You can follow him at Heisenberg Camp. It's a pleasure to have you guys on, gentlemen. It's uh, it's been a while, but it's uh, all sorts of exciting stuff to talk about in the Arsenal uh, web sphere. Nice to be back. It's been yeah. a while. Too yeah, long. thanks for having me. Yeah, guys. Um, so all sorts of action going on across the Premier League, all over Europe. Uh, the Premier League has been quite eventful, almost like watching one of your favorite shows as of late. Uh, the story down at Chelsea has not been uh, so great for Chelsea fans, hilarious and wonderful for most other football fans. Um, Joseph, what do you think of uh, the debacle at Chelsea and uh, Jose Mourinho? Seven losses out of the first 12 matches. I mean, I'll tell you what, can can you – And I, I mean, I know that most of the um, – the media is really trying to push for him to be sacked, but I guess maybe because I don't really follow that many Chelsea people, <laughs> I don't hear them clamoring as much, you know, as I would see if we had lost hell. If we had lost five of the first twelve, I mean, I think you know the pitchforks would already be out for Arson. I, I, I uh, bet. I bet if Klopp was still available, that might have that might be a little different. That might changed. Well, I mean, that's that would, they should have pulled the trigger a long time ago, you know. They should have pulled the trigger, you know, seven matches ago, I guess. But um, what I really enjoyed about this weekend's game, and, and I didn't get to watch it live. I had it recorded, and I was following along with Twitter. And then, um, but then I I watched the match later, and um, they they what's great is they didn't play that poorly. They they didn't play poorly. They had they played pretty well overall. It's just not a single thing is going their way. Not a call, a penalty, a shot. I mean, they're getting good opportunities. Just nothing is going their way. And that's got to be so frustrating, and it's really enjoyable to watch. And it's really enjoyable to watch John Terry continue to lose. It's fantastic. Karma's a bitch, man. I mean, I'm sure someone, a few of those guys sold their souls to get another Premier League title last season. It has to be coming full circle. Martin, your thoughts on Chelsea? I don't like it. Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's um, it's no, it's been great to watch. Uh, it's they, they are probably the club I hate the most, and um, I've enjoyed every second of this. Um, uh, it's, but you know, I mean, this in some sense this is surprising, just because Chelsea was so good last year and kind of you know walked away with the league. But in another sense, you know, if you look at Mourinho's track record, this is kind of what he does. Um, you know, other other than that initial step at Porto, which I think I think if I remember correctly, he he won the Champions League that year in his third year. But he he has by and large been a total disaster in his third year at every single club. And so it's sort of the way it works out is that he has a good first year, a great second year. Um, and then a catastrophic third year where he just, you know, pisses everybody off and burns every bridge and, and gets run out of town on yeah, a rail. It seems, it um, seems like the charm wears off, you know? I mean, the, the yeah. luster, like many relationships, when you reach about that two, three year point, um, it might not, uh, it might not be as glamorous as before. And some of the things that were charming in the past are now seem tired and old, you know, it's, yeah. I, so I, I, I this is this is what he does. I, I, I mean, I guess in some in that sense, it really shouldn't be that surprising. And um, you know, in one sense, I I don't really know what the point of firing him now would be. Although you know, Abramovich has never hesitated to pull the trigger on people before. Um, but but he's owed a lot know, of money. 
yeah, a lot yeah, of well, money. That, yeah, that's that that has to be playing a part. Yeah, I mean, you would think that would even even for Abramovich probably, but you know, just at this point, they're far enough behind where, I mean, you know, I think that I think the league, the title is is gone. I don't think they have any realistic shot of that. But I guess the idea would be if they could bring in somebody. I don't know who who it would be Ancelotti or somebody on a short term deal that they think could turn it around enough to make top four. But I, you know, I I don't know. I just. At, at this point, especially given the contract situation, it seems like you may as well stick with him and see if he can turn it around because, um, yeah, you know, it's there's no better option. Right. You know, like you said, I mean, Ancelotti's the one name that sticks out that you would think would, could be possibly be the guy. And he's already been there, done that, and been run out of town after, you know, winning the double. So, you know, he, he'd give him the, the nice big middle finger and say, you know, have fun with your own shit. He'll get another top job. It's not a problem. Uh, so he's no longer an option for him. So I mean, they they, they got to kind of ride this out, and you know, it's just it's just great. I mean, there's there's nothing better. I think you could ask, we could really ask for, is to him continuously being dragged through the mud and having to go through these <laughs> loss week after week while still in that position. I mean, it will be untenable pretty soon if it continues. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing here is that I don't think any of us at our wildest dreams before the season began would have thought the dip and like would be this great. That it could that it could be this that he could fall this far, I mean seven losses like that's you say you say seven uh, Joseph seven out of twelve seven, seven out, of, out 12. of fucking twelve, like that's way more than I could hope for. Four losses out of twelve is a one was a wonderful thing, and that's something that I was you know, and their wins aren't you know they scraped by Villa they were how fortunate to beat us I mean right right they have it. They, all at once, really, and you know, I think their schedule is a little bit favorable coming up. I think after the break, they get they get Norwich, so that kind of sucks. I wish they had a little more difficult um, schedule coming up. But I, yeah, I don't. I, you know, you think maybe one win might help them, but then you know they won midweek, and then <laughs> and then they lose. So, well, you know, it's it, fun. It's crazy how many times Williams. Uh, fucking saving these guys you know he's bailing them out with those free kicks i mean he is unreal right now in terms of the way he's yeah. hitting free kicks and, and he's a guy that just seems like such a damn good fucking team player that i mean he's he's head and head and shoulders like been the best player they've had this season and you know he, he did so much of that dirty work that made them a title winning you know side last year but uh but you know it's crazy but you look at hazard right where, where what is he doing nothing sesk nothing Matic looks a shell of himself. I I couldn't be, I can't believe the way it looks like he's playing. You know some of the mistakes he's made. He looked so solid and assured last season. You know some of the stuff seems schoolboy. I think they're putting a lot more pressure on Matic this year. I think I think teams are you know running at him and make, trying to make him get rid of the ball. Right. Last year he was kind of allowed to roam in that that space in between you know in front of the defense and he was allowed to just make distribution and with no pressure and uh because the other the rest of the league was or the rest of the teams playing was so worried about costa and hazard that they were focusing on them and it it seems that everybody's pushing uh, a lot higher on them so it, but hazard didn't play again hazard didn't play horrible this weekend it's just it's not it's not coming off yeah, it's not coming off. It's not. It just hasn't been his time. And they just, yeah, you said it's just not really not getting the rub of the green in that sense. 
which we know all about. I mean, this weekend, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Arsenal stuff. I mean, definitely the North London Derby. I didn't feel like we are getting the rub of the green or the right energy, but we will get there. Uh, Martin, so the we were talking a little bit about another potential coaching candidate that Chelsea would have wanted in Jurgen Klopp, who has gone to Liverpool and uh, had him unbeaten for a while, uh, although they still weren't quite convincing. How do you feel this is panning out for him at Anfield? I mean, it's too early to tell, I think. And I... I mean, for what it's worth, I actually I'm not sure Klopp would have taken the Chelsea job anyway. I, I mean, I I do actually think he's the kind of guy who, given his experience at Dortmund and, and really the good experience he had there, I think he he want, wanted a long term job where he he had some uh, good faith belief that the the uh, club was going to stick with him for a while and try to build something, which which I think was key to him going to Liverpool. So, um, but. You know, I mean, he he started out relatively late Dortmund, I believe, too, first year there. Um, you know, he's he's not a miracle worker. Yeah, it's still, the same, it's still the same team. Still yeah, same exactly. Crap squad. I mean, I, I do think there are some players there that, I mean, yeah, basically, basically he needs to get uh, his players in, uh, the kind of players that play his system with that sort of constant pressing uh, style whenever they don't have the ball. Um, I think he's got some of those players, but but it's certainly not the full complement he needs. But, you know, from, from, what, from what I understand, and I, I don't follow the Bundesliga too closely, you know, he didn't really have absolute control or even that much control over transfers at Dortmund. And they, they really do have, um, yeah. you know, other people that do all this. Yeah, they, they, so, they've, got, they've got a sporting director. I think Zork is his name. Yeah, those guys are all kind of in charge. I mean, it's obviously, it seems like it's a bit, I think it's more along the lines of what they deal with at Anfield. I mean, you know, having a bit of a committee in the sense, I'm sure, you know, Jurgen had a little bit of a say, but yeah, I mean, to your point, they, they did have a, a... Right, and so in that, in that regard, I think he's probably a pretty good fit there because I think the way they do their transfers is kind of the way he's used to dealing with them. So, you know, look, I think he's a good manager. If um, if Wenger had stepped down and he had been out there, I, I, you know, I think he's a guy that I really would have liked Arsenal to take a good look at because, um, you know, obviously he's, he's kind of – he's really young. He's energetic. He's he's fun. He has a great relationship with the uh, the press and generally with the fans, although I'm sure you guys saw it. It's pretty interesting. He he really called out Liverpool's fans uh, after this last match. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Early. Joseph, did you enjoy that? He, I felt alone. Yeah, no, I think, I think it was a really smart way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because other managers, I mean, Jose's come around and talked about the the the, um, the support. supporters before, and he gets total to the way approach, same message, different approach, right? The approach he did was was brilliant, basically. Like, hey, we need you. I want, I want, you know, I needed you, and you guys weren't there for me. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant approach. It really is. I think yeah, so. Especially, I- you're, uh, especially you. Know, Using the team's unofficial slogan and song uh, against them to call, sort of call out the fans of saying, you know, I sure felt like I was walking alone down here yeah. when all you guys left was uh, was a pretty uh, clever way of doing it. I thought, indeed, indeed, and it kind of typifies, you know, his his witty his witty Jurgen Kloppisms or whatever they want to call him of some of the stuff he said, you know, but he, even he says he said too much shit that they hold too much of it against him. I think in response to what the heavy metal football. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of hemmed and hawed my way to, uh, around your question. I, I, I do think, uh, you know, we'll probably need to give him another year or so to evaluate. He's done 
you know, perfectly fine, I guess, so far. But it's, yeah, you know, a manager, especially a manager that has a very specific style like him, I mean, it's really hard to come in with somebody else's players and immediately implement something to, to great effect. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd give him a, a solid B so far, but uh, or maybe an incomplete. But I, I, I think it was a good hire for them. I, As an Arsenal fan, I hated to see it, which is probably the highest praise I could give it. Right. No, likewise, and I, I felt that same way. Uh, Joseph, your thoughts? I mean, I know you're a little more in tune with the well, Liverpool fan base. You know, I think, yeah, I mean, I think he's he was a great hire. I mean, I, there, I don't think there really is a – they could not have done any better. I Correct. mean, really, I'm still shocked that he went there, I think. Well, you remember. I, think, I mean, I, I was in pure denial. I was like, no, you can get better jobs. Why the fuck would he go to Liverpool? And... I still don't know why he chose <laughs> But I guess if he doesn't like – I mean – he wants to be given time. He's, you know, at the at the bigger clubs. You know, if he probably if he probably the best team, he probably the best leverage there than he would have at any of the biggest absolutely. clubs. Absolutely, absolutely. But but he chose it, so he went there, and it's a it's it's an absolute great hire. I mean, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I'm unhappy where certain maybe certain players went and where certain managers are. It's a horrible <laughs> a horrible decision in my opinion, but. His problem is just that squad. I mean, he, he he's not going to, you know, he's been quoted as saying that that squad doesn't need that many improvements. Well, what's he going to say? He's got to, he's got to stick with these players, especially because most <laughs> yeah. of them are nineteen between you know nineteen and twenty three on four year contracts. What what is he going to say? You know, so he's he's got to work with what he's got. And unfortunately for them, is you know maybe if they were healthy, you know. If they could depend on Benteke to be healthy and Sturridge, who doesn't look like he's he's got a pretty Van Percy for those first five years we had him um, going, yeah. and then and then they're missing really Henderson was a big key to the way they play and they're still missing him. Um, they're going to miss out on an opportunity, you know, because Chelsea's not going to be this bad again next year, no matter who's at the helm, right? And. United is still going to keep buying and City's going to keep buying and we'll probably keep buying. And this is, this is, we'd be hard pressed to do less than we did. Right. So we're going to continue to improve and they're missing. This year is a big year for them to get in champions league again, to help attract the players. Now Klopp's obviously going to be an attraction, but, but, but it's it's there for the taking. Like you said, I mean, this is the year because Chelsea have put themselves at this drastic disadvantage now, which is all, all they, all Liverpool could, could ask for was to have a team that should be in the top four drop out unceremoniously like this. And they're given the fucking, I mean, what they got, they got to fight with Tottenham, you know, Tottenham and Leicester. And, and, and the, I mean, Tottenham's just better. They're better than Liverpool. I'm, uh, it's, they're better. They've been better all year. I think they're on the same. Yeah. I think they're on the same plateau. I, I agree with yeah. you. I think. I think talent. I think talent wise, you're right. They've been playing better this season for sure. Well, well, I just mean okay. We'll just say in their development, in their development okay. with a coach that has already been there for a year and a half. That, that, that's true. That they want to play yeah. in a squad, squad that's settled. They're better. I guess that's what I should say. Pochettino's the first manager they've had that I've actually been really worried about. The fact that like I think he's a, a really solid manager and he's going to do a good job with them. You know, I, I really want, you know, I was like, maybe VS Boas was going to do something, but it didn't feel like it. And, uh, this is one of those, this is one of those appointments where, I mean, he's done quite a good job. I mean, so, well, let's move on. Let's move on to the Arsenal. There's obviously the North London Derby. There's also a Champions League encounter we could go over if we'd like. Um, let's just, 
we don't need to talk about the match. We got our asses handed to us by Bayern. You know, they smacked us around. You know, it's just it, there was always a big chance it was going to happen, regardless of how strong our team was. But we had to send a team that wasn't our strongest eleven. Um, and now we're in this kind of position where we're assuming that Bayern's going to do the business, and Arsenal have to win their last two games. Um, Tell me, Martin, I mean, what do you think about the Champions League now? You know, Arsenal probably can get through if they win the two matches and, you know, handle their business and was win by two goals in Greece. Is it is it worth chasing? Do you want to still progress in the Champions League? What, what, what do you think? I mean, yes, I still want to progress. Yes, I still think it's worth chasing. But, I, you know, I do think in, we have to be pretty realistic that it's probably not going to happen. Um, I mean, I would say the odds are – uh, 25% maybe that Arsenal get through at this point. It's just, you sounds, know, that sounds about fair. And, you know, I mean, I, I suspect the next match day will go our way in that. I, I mean, I think right now Bayern and Olympiacos are tied on point. So, you know, I, I don't think that's for granted. They, they should. Well, and you would think we could beat Zagreb at home. Uh, so those two should go our way. So, I, I mean, I, I do think it will probably come down to that last match today. But, you know, Arsenal's um, record in Athens just generally is not very good. Um, that's, you know, that will be Olympiakos' biggest match in years probably, uh, at least European match. Um, so sure. they will be, they will certainly obviously have their first team out. Obviously the fans will be up for it. Um, that's just a tough place to travel and play. And, you know, but, but, but don't you think, I mean, look, if we deserve to make it to the next round in the Champions League, you should be able to beat fucking Olympiacos by more than one goal. I mean, I, I think it's fair. I think it's one of those, like, we've dug a hole, and now we have to go here and do this. And, like, yeah, sure, it might not be the odds are stacked against us, but if you really think you're going to have any chance against another team at the next level, at the next round, you have to be able to go get a result like this in Greece. I guess, but, I, you know, maybe that's the issue. Like, I mean, I don't know that we're up there with, with Barcelona and Bayern and, and some of those teams. Well, I think we're, we're, well on... we're, we're, we're not necessarily. Maybe not the top eight. Well, maybe not. definitely not the top four. Because, I mean, really, I mean, if we talk about, like, that top, like, that tier one, let's say the top four teams in the Champions League, well, who would you say? The Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern, who's the fourth team? PSG, maybe? Yeah. One of the Italian, t- you know, I don't know. So, yeah, there, so, so, so there's kind of like there's kind of like that category, and I, I feel like we should be contending with the next group. We're probably tenth, <laughs> right? Which is fair, but I mean, I feel like we if we could be I in think the we're same a little class, bit higher than that, but yeah, no. But I mean, but if, if we can be in the same, look, th- that's kind of where where we think we should be. So we, we should, should be, be, but I don't think we are. You know, with the lower part of the top ten, I think I think we can compete against those teams. Yeah. So let's put it put it that way. That I, that I feel like we got we'd have at least a puncher's chance, if not better, against one of those clubs in a, in a two legged tie. Yeah, if we get one of those top teams, we're probably fucked. I mean, we saw what happened at Bayern, you know. And you have to get, you know, everything went our way when we got when we had that result, that two that two nil. Um, but it's it's a whole other story. But you know, if you think that we can actually compete at that level, and look, I, I'm. I'm a firm believer in, like I've said, we don't cover the Europa League on the podcast. I'm still holding out. I'm fucking praying that I never have to cover Europa League match, and we have two matches to make that happen. It's not looking fucking good. It's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. But it is possible. And like on, like if we can't if we can't win that match against Olympiacos, then I guess we don't fucking deserve it. And 
then at that point, I wish we would have lost everything and not even made it to it. So, I mean, if they really just want to tank, don't waste our time, Arsenal. Just fuck up and, and tank the, the tank the, tank the match at home in the next match day and stop wasting our time. Because then we could have the kids could go play. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, absolutely what's going to happen is we'll get the two results we need uh, in the next match day. Then we'll go up two goals uh, uh, in Athens and then concede a land on the 85th. Uh, get knocked out that way. It could uh, get all that way or it could be the way that Arsenal scraped through so many things, like the qualifiers, and we scraped through by the skin of our teeth on a 3-1 in Athens. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, th- those are all, they're all so believable because Arsenal are, are so good at taking it down to the wire and making it the edgiest thing possible. Like, I remember that, you know, I just remember things like the, the qualifier against Udinese a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that that. Was like Oh God, cool. like nail by, you know, they're never, they're never going to make it easy on our nerves. It's for damn sure. Yeah. But I, you know, I said this and I got a lot of pushback and, and I get that it is defeatist on some level, but you know, if, if, we, if we're not realistic contenders for the champions league, I, I, I actually wouldn't really mind trying the Europa League. Uh, you know, we've seen to use the Europa League as a springboard in past seasons when, you know, Chelsea won it and Atletico won it. Um, and I think, I guess Chelsea won the Champions League immediately the next season, and I think Atletico were a couple minutes away. So, I mean, you know, I, it's just been so long since, I mean, I guess it's been, what, seven years now since Arsenal's even made a semifinal or was that 08 09 six or seven years yeah so it's you know it's been United's it's been seven it's been seven years now since we even made a semifinal and several years since, since we even quarter made a quarterfinal yeah like four um, years something like that yeah so i just you know i just miss european matches late in the year although you know if we're making a serious league uh push for the league i think there's certainly an argument that you just punt the europa league and you know, focus on this because it's it's obviously been even longer since we um, won the league. So, um, but I I mean, t- to me, and and again, I I understand that it, it's an admission of disappointment that we're not on the level of of those other teams with a realistic shot at winning the Champions League. But if if we're not, which I don't think we are, but but then, look, but look yeah. the thing is that you just have to go on a run. I mean, look, Atletico were a very strong team. You know, a couple seasons ago, they're still a, a, a quite solid team, but I mean, they still went on a, a great run. You know, the the '06 Arsenal team was not the best team that we ever had, right? But they put together a historic run in the Champions League. You know, our defense played so well that you you know you can, you can get you can get there even when you're not the top four. Like you know, that's quite realistic. Port, you know, I don't think anyone would have classified Porto or, or a few of those teams like that as a team that was really ranked on by talent, a team that in the top five, but probably you need to be a team around the top 10. And, uh, you know, I, I just miss advancing at least a round, you know, we make the quarterfinals, at least you get through a qualifier, you know, you get through a, a knockout round, which just seems like it's just an automatic out every time we go, even against a team like Monaco last year. That, I mean, that, that was the biggest disappointment when you finally got a fucking favorable draw for once <laughs> and that's how it goes. So but so, so is the life of an Arsenal fan. Uh, you know, Joseph, your, your thoughts on the Champions League? Are you, you you happy? I mean, look, it seems like Arsene Wenger is very intent on going out and competing in it to the very last second because he's a stubborn old man and doesn't want to give up on it either. So, yeah, your but his selections early on said a different story. So I don't know. I'm I'm ready to be done with it, but I but I don't want the Europa League either. But I I just I only really want to be done with it because. We can't win it. 
But he all right, all right. But he's he's gonna put it. out he's gonna put out Maybe our best available team. Can, but I'm being realistic, and I don't think we can win it. And I want the league more than anything. Agreed. So. But, but do you think Arson will play his best eleven that he has available when we have that next championship game? Yes, he will. I agree. This time he will. Why didn't you do it the first two match days? I don't know. Because we could have maybe got away with getting a draw on these two if we would have put out our best team the first two match days. So, you know, it's a gamble, and and it's a gamble that did not work for him, you know, a couple weeks in a row. And we're paying for it now because we we, we don't have anybody to play that. I'm I'm happy to give a lot of that blame to the players, though, too, because they're guys that, I mean, look, the guys that we we brought in are are the Gibbs, you know. At home, you've have, you have Gibbs and Debushi. Debushi's played like trash in all those fucking Champions League games. And, uh, I mean, look, they should have been good enough to get the job done. So I, I, I'm willing to give a, a, almost as much of that blame to the players. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So, well, that's behind us for now. <laughs> I, you know, I did state right before that match started that I hoped Bayern brought lube because it would be – you know, the yeah. appropriate thing to do. And they didn't. And they were really rude about it. Those bastards. I couldn't, why can they be considerate lovers? I don't know. The fuck? Feel disrespected. Well, we can move on from that. Look, uh, so even though the Cups have not been really going our way so far, the league has been going quite well. We're on a nice little unbeaten run. You had a nice run of a few wins in a row. Um, coming to the North London Derby at the weekend, a team... A squad that has been stretched uh, coming into this big rivalry it's match. Thin, man. Thin. Yeah. Thin. Paper thin. It's not good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Tottenham came out and played a very strong match and made us look like shit and really didn't feel like we were getting any of the rub of the green, any of the bounces. Santi looked all over the place. Obviously, you know, the news we hear after that he was dizzy and sick and I don't know. I mean, he lo- he looked lost out there. He looked horrible, <clears throat> but you know, not knowing what's going on, it just looks like it just looked like he was slow and he couldn't think or concentrate or do what he normally did. And from you know, just from this perspective, sitting on the couch, it just looked like maybe the pressure they were applying was too much for him because we've seen that in the past when he hasn't dealt with that very well. Except this season, he really he really had been. So it wasn't like shocking, but yeah, he was pretty he was pretty. He had a bad day for sure. Were you more impressed yeah. by Tottenham or uh, <clears throat> or disappointed by Arsenal? I'll go to you, Martin. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I was disappointed by Arsenal because um, I, I do think even we just didn't play well. Um, I, obviously, a big part of that is is the injuries, and you know, in, in fairness to Cazorla, supposedly he threw up at halftime and obviously didn't come back up. So, so. Clearly, there was something going on health wise too. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's as bad as I've ever seen him play for Arsenal for sure. Um, and yeah, just, you know, it, I mean, it was a very strange match because I, I think there, you know, it was wide open the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then Tottenham just sort of settled into this period of like dominance for close to an hour. They're really taking it to us. Um, and then Arsenal kind of figured some things out late in the match. Um, and, and, figured some things out in a very strange un arsenal like way, I think, because basically the ch- all the chances we were creating were from long balls and set pieces, um, which obviously is normally not the way Arsenal <laughs> does things, but it was, you know, 
a lot of it seemed to be by necessity because Arsenal, I, I just thought Tottenham's midfield was so much better than Arsenal's in that match. It was just, um, looked like men against boys out there that Arsenal just could, could not play the ball through the middle of the field and were just getting overrun. But, um, you know, once Giroud came in and he was getting, you know, he just couldn't get those headers quite on target, but he had some, some great chances. Um, uh, obviously rattled the, rattled the crossbar on that one. Um, you know, if he had finished any of those, I think we, I think we, we would have won the match. And I think, you know, for, for what it's worth, all those, uh, you know, expected goals statistics, uh, actually did have Arsenal, you know, the, the better team in terms of the chances they created. Um, but you know, Arsenal fans never like to give Tottenham credit for anything, which I understand, but Tottenham's a good team. Like I think they're a really good team actually. And I think right now they're, they're the fourth best team in the league. Possibly. I mean, I, I, you know, if they played Manchester United on a, on a neutral pitch tomorrow, I'm not sure that I wouldn't think Tottenham had a good chance of winning that match. Um, but, I, I mean, I think they're better than Chelsea. They're better than Liverpool. Uh, you talked about it earlier. Pochettino's like a good manager. He's got uh, some good players brought in. Um, you know, I do think they're still pretty reliant on Kane. Uh, if he gets injured or hits a bad patch of form, I think that's going to be tough for them to overcome. But, I, you know, I mean – you always think we should beat them at home, but you know, it's again, I think to me, that's, this is a team that's probably going to be playing in the champions league next year and deservedly. So Uh, they were clearly up for the match. They're pretty healthy. Um, A one, one result is not the end of the world, especially uh, given how, how thin Arsenal squad is at the moment. It's just, it's always disappointing not to beat them at home. And uh, yeah, again, frankly, kind of disappointed with the performance because I thought Arsenal were, were pretty bad for a big part of that match. Hopefully they could do uh, do a bit in terms of uh, making up for that once we go to White Hart Lane later in the season. Hopefully with a more fit squad so we can actually show them what we can do. Um, Joseph, your thoughts on Tottenham? Well, I'll tell you what. They are playing well, and they I do think they're probably the, be- the fourth best team in the league right now. Um, but for all that and all that domination – "Quote unquote" to me, domination. I mean, they they didn't allow us to to play like we'd like to, um, but it's not like they were peppering the goal with chances left and right. They had a couple of good chances. Uh, you know, Kane had one um, from the right side of goal. I think um, what's his name? I can't remember. Yeah, that. They, they had a couple spells. They had a couple spells. Had, Erickson had a good opportunity yeah. in front of goal, but other than that. It wasn't like Czech had to make 12 saves and he dominated us. There was obviously a period of possession where we just couldn't get the ball off him because we were exhausted. We really were. The guys out there were exhausted and not playing that great, and what we were trying to do wasn't working. But anywhere near a fully fit squad, and I don't think – I think we play them off the park nine times out of ten. This was their one chance this this season, and I because and I, I don't think we played that well against them in the um, in the cup in the cup game, and we still beat them. Yeah, and it wasn't that close. Um, so you know, it's disappointing because we always want to win that match. I'm glad we didn't lose. I'm glad we came back. I think definitely I, we were really there even that last 20 minutes. For I think they were a little exhausted, uh, and I, I think. We, we should have scored again. I mean, really, I mean, Giroud finishes any one of those three headers in front of goal, and it changes the match. Right. You know, 
and he right. doesn't, even though one of those, there's really no excuse. At least two of those, he had time to put them left or right at the keeper or, you know. There was the one that was the corner of that cross where he headed it wide, and that was just like, you know, because he put it there, and that was just entirely his error. He had the perfect, perfectly flatted ball. It was there for him to do whatever he wanted with it, and then he didn't put it Yeah, away. the one that hit the crossbar was by far the hardest of yeah. the three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most difficult. Yeah, it would be really hard to see him doing any better on that, considering the flight of the ball and the way the way his body was positioned. It seemed almost an impossible header. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a tough situation. You have you have this team that, look, they're in good form, you know. But, like you said, they, at, towards the end of the match, they looked vulnerable. We scored that goal and it looked like it was there for the taking. Um, shame we couldn't do it. What were you guys' thoughts on uh, on Joel Campbell? He's had a little extended run in the team, three matches in a row. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he has convinced anybody that he's the future. But uh, has, I think has, has I think you uh, put Alexis right and start Gibbs left. <laughs> I, I just don't think it was that impressive. I mean, he's fine. He didn't do anything wrong, but I don't, you know, I don't think he's. You know, if the rest of the team has been able to perform and he's your one guy that's maybe not up to speed, we're probably okay. But I I don't think he brings us that much. Right. He's Martin? a good squad player. Your thoughts, Martin? Yeah, I, I basically agree with that. I, I mean, I thought he was fine. I mean, I, in ter- <laughs> uh, judging him on the curve of, of his Arsenal performances, um, you know, that was probably about as good as he's been. Um, I mean, he did, but again, that's a pretty low bar. Uh, he, he did have one thing where he kind of turned in inside and uh, shot from the edge of the box that really forced a pretty good save from. Uh, Maurice. Yeah, that, that, was, that was one of our only. Yeah, that was one of our only good chances early. Yeah, yeah. You, once you saw him do that, you would hope you would do a little more of it. But right, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he's just sort of a a, a league cup, uh, maybe late substitution in a game where the results gone type player. I just don't, or, or you know, an emergency situation like we have now. I just, I don't really see what he offers that much and and it seems like he's pretty clearly a player that needs to be replaced and i mean for his sake as well as the clubs i mean it's just he's not doing him any good i think he is a guy who i I think he's shown he can he can go to some of the uh lesser european leagues and probably even you know like a carlos villa type i mean i I bet he could go to like a mid-table team in spain and and do relatively well i mean you know and he he did well he did well playing for Villarreal. i mean it's where they they liked him and thought he was valuable and real betis so i mean yeah maybe that's more catered to his game for sure um so would you would you fall in the same camp as uh joseph to where you would you would think of doing the double fullback or be one side or the other would you rather have Rather than Joel Campbell, go with a Kieran Gibbs on a wing or a Hector Bellerin on a on a wing with uh, Debussy back. Yeah, you know, I'd consider it. Um, it. I think it depends on how, what kind of game the, you think it's going to be. If it's going to be a wide open game where Arsenal are mainly going to be attacking, then I think I probably would stick with Campbell just because, uh, like like that great chance against Tottenham showed, he he is capable of creating things occasionally. But if it's going to be a match where where the other team is going to be attacking more and, and you do need to worry about defense somewhat, I do think you're better off going with somebody with a little bit more solidity like Kieran Gibbs. And you know, as Gibbs showed, he he's not a total stop in the attacking department. Um, you know, a lot of that was just being in the right place at the right time and on the end of a great pass from Ozil. But you know, that's that's kind of a big part of what attacking players do is uh, just try to get in the right spot at the right time. And so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely consider it and. Um, 
you know, it's it may be the best of of several bad choices, but um, you know, he he did wonders once he came on. Yeah, I mean, ideally, it's not it's not the movie we have to go to. You know, that's that's obviously Arson has pulled that out many a time before in terms of closing down closing out games. Usually in a different sense, though, not not looking at it as an offensive substitution, but closing out the game by adding the Monreal or the Gibbs. Uh, in that sort of sense, uh, you know, Gibbs did, you know, as as Arson referenced as well, Gibbs did, you know, grow up playing in the academy and whatnot as a winger, you know, so it, he does have a background and a, a culture, you know, he was cultured in that position before he even became a defender, you know, Arson converted him to a to a fullback. So, you know, it, it's within his nature. It's all right. Like I, you know, it's, it's a dire situation when that has to be the option because there's so many other players, but I mean, we're so decimated with injury. I mean, this is... I suppose for once we actually are pretty happy about this uh, international break. The only one we wish could get an actual a real break would be Alexis Sanchez, who's, of course, uh, probably just landed touchdown in South America. The problem with Joel is that he's he's running at opportunities. As soon as this international break is over, people are going to. I mean, Ramsey's already going to be back, and Ox is going to be back. Those are two options on the right that are ahead of him already. Right. So. Yeah. And his his one goal was it was great, but. He had to follow. He needed to follow that up with a, another positive performance, and I don't know that he did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's been a mixed bag for him because I don't think he has played so terribly that he's ruled himself out of anything. But he's only done enough to very minorly like strengthen his case for a squad spot. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think it changes where he's out on the depth chart. I mean, because I mean that that's basically what he. The goal when he was able to come in for a week or two into the squad was to be able to maybe jump up the pecking order a little bit to be someone to be considered more regularly. I mean, look, he should be, considering the decimated state of our squad, should still be on the bench for a good amount of matches and might be used more as a substitute than he has in the past. So and, and I'm kind of okay with that if, if it's the right situation. So, like, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm with you guys. I don't know where you're at with this, Joseph. I mean... He's probably not good enough to ever be a starter for Arsenal. No, no. I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully but, the opportunity comes up in the summer that we can finally sell him. Because every time we go to be ready to sell him, someone gets injured and we can't t- we can't sell him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think if it after this season, him actually staying with us probably for the entire year, uh, that you know, I think you're able to make that decision and actually finally part ways in that sense. Because if that's if that's what's best case scenario, which is what it looks like, then it's time to make it happen. But look, I, I'm happy he sh- he showed some signs of life, and I, I I don't think he's when he comes on, I don't think he can't do anything. You know, I, I feel like there is something to him, even though it is <laughs> so stop start, and and we only see it in flashes. Uh, but I hope Joel is able to contribute in whatever capacity he's able to do so, and it'd be nice if that included a couple more goals. So we shall see. Uh, Joseph, you feeling good about the rest of the season? I mean, are, are you feeling any different about our our chances as a contender to actually take down the title? No, I mean, I'm always, I still, I think, I think we have a shot, you know. And it just, it, I always kind of wait till Christmas. As soon as Christmas is over, then you really will have a. I mean, the people only having to play once a week are going to have to play, you know, four games in ten days, and things injuries happen and things shake out during that time. Well, we're going to have to and, rotate. Well, yeah, and other people who aren't used to rotating will have to rotate. And I think that's when teams like Leicester drop down and, you know, stuff. Yeah. And, and teams like West Ham will drop down too. So I think, you know, the form take a, a better picture at that time. And I think, I really think that if we're in a good position, I, I, I kind of feel that we might actually make a January signing. 
and it might be a forward thinking one, but I still think we'll make one. And uh, I, I think we got a great shot at it. That's the best shot we've had in years. So that's well, all I hope the, for. The last time I felt like this, I was like, just please sign a striker in January, which of course we didn't do. Yeah. Um, different times though. Yeah. Slightly different. I mean, I, I feel a little more optimistic about this season. But that, that's that's definitely contingent on uh, our our fleet of players out injured coming back. Uh, Martin, your thoughts on on the title challenge? I mean, I think it's close. You know, I bet we're probably a slight underdog, but I think it's probably pretty close to a coin flip between us and Manchester City. I'm not convinced by Manchester United. Um, they're obviously not out of it, but yeah, I mean, I, I I still make Manchester City like a slight favorite, but. Yeah, Arsenal have maybe a yeah, one in three chance, forty percent chance, something like that. If I were if I were a betting man, and I I think that's probably as good as it's been at, at this point in the season since oh seven oh eight probably. So um, you know it's um, it's I'm excited about it. I it's been so long since we've had a legitimate league title push, and I think we can do it this year. Well, I'm with you. I, you know, I think it's there for the taking. I just, you know, as as we are constantly pestered with the injury bug, uh, <laughs> it seems like it'll have a, a big, will weigh in strongly on this title push. You know, I, the, my my one big thing earlier in the season was like, well, if Kun Aguero can stay fit, I think City will get it. But now they have this injury, you know. But I mean, he'll be back sooner rather than later. The question is, will he be able to stay fit? Because those hamstrings just no, he won't keep on going. I mean, he's going to give him a good run again, and then they'll have to deal with him being out but yeah you know well, we're, look, we're, all, what, we're all looking didn't, for a striker, uh, right didn't so, bony go off with a hamstring injury this week i think i think he got injured too yeah the, i i was i was half, i was halfway sleeping through that match but i did uh, my eyes were open to seeing uh, bony walking off uh, holding the back of his leg so that was a i'm sorry wilford nothing against you personally but that was awesome they'll survive yeah they will if they'll sign a striker in January, if those they guys will. are yeah, available, they will sign him. Absolutely, they'll loan someone back from. You know, I'm New still York pissed City. that. Why is Kabai at 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 Crystal Palace? Because <laughs> Crystal Palace were willing to pay the money that. Uh, Jesus Christ, man! He played. Won. He's he's been playing well. Well, he's a solid player. You know, I mean, he's, he seems like another guy that would. The Arsenal class, but he's a he's a quality player. So. I don't know. It's tough. What do you think? For me? Yeah. I mean, you think Kabai is too good to be playing at uh, the Crystal Palace? I mean, it, he could definitely be playing at a bigger club, but, you know, we're. I think we're starting to see the impact of the um, of the new TV deal and some yeah, of the money that, trickle in. That long I mean, dollar. I mean, you well, see some part- of these players, Stoker signing. I mean, you know, Stoker signing guys who, you know, aren't good enough to play for Barcelona or Madrid anymore. But, I mean, good players. Those, those, I mean, are, those are good cast-offs, you know? Like yeah. I mean, Shaqiri I, I, and I, fucking Afale and Bojan. I, I mean, I and I think that's going to continue. You're going to see guys that we would normally five years ago think of as only playing for Champions League squads. Um, now, all of a sudden, I think mid-table English teams can, can – afford to pay them more than they can make for, uh, you know, any of the non-big, huge mega clubs yeah, at, like, at other like, leagues. like the Europa League level teams, right? The, uh... Right. But yeah, I mean, the reality is you can make more money playing for Stoke than you can for Dortmund now. and uh, 
or or Valencia or t- clubs like that. Right. And that didn't used to be the case. And so, yeah, I mean, I absolutely Kabai could be playing for a bigger club, but you know, outside of <laughs> uh, seven or eight or maybe ten clubs in the world, um, nobody's going to play him as much as Crystal Palace is. And that's, I mean, o- overall, I think that's probably good for English football. But but it, there is going to be a weird period of adjustment where we kind of have to adjust to this weird new reality where we have some like pretty close to world-class players playing for teams we don't think of as world-class clubs. Yeah, I mean, the Shakiri, the Bojan, all those things. All those signings coming into Stoke really shocked me. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say good to, for them. I mean, other than the fact they did get a result for the second time in a week over Chelsea. So kudos to them for that. They're, be- they're becoming slightly less hateable. I mean, once they get rid of the, that Neanderthal shot cross, it might – might not hate him quite as much, but there's still, you know, there's still Charlie Adam. There's, uh, there's, there's still plenty of Neanderthals all around that can still do what they've been doing for the past few years. Um, it was pretty funny that you see Diego Costa telling, uh, shock that he stank. So there's some funny little, little videos out there this week. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh yeah. There was, there's this little gif of him, uh, actually a little short video of him pointing to him and like, you know, waving underneath his nose about his armpits. And then I believe Shawcross's wife, of all things, trolled him on in, on social media later, saying that he made sure that he wore his deodorant out that night. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. It's been it's been exciting, honestly. It's been you know, with with the results and the stuff going on, it's it's been an exciting league. And I'm not sure it's been the best league, but it's been definitely the most exciting league. Definitely. Well, it's been an exciting season so far. Uh, we got the exciting holiday season ahead of us. It is an interlull, so we'll be gone for a little while. Not too much exciting going on in terms of sorry, in terms of uh, the international matches. There's a few qualifiers for the Euros, uh, but uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks once the break is over to talk more football. Thanks so much for coming on. You can follow these fine fellows on Twitter. You can follow Martin at Heisenberg Camp and Joseph at I hate your club. Thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Thanks Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you guys soon. All right.